Welcome to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset with me, Johnny Pardo. Welcome back to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset with me, of course, Johnny. So thank you for listening and tuning in. Today, I've got a very special guest and a very, very close friend of mine, Sue. So welcome to the show, Sue. Hello, Johnny. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I feel absolutely honoured. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, it's an honour to have you as well. And I know we've been talking about it a little bit, so very, very excited and you're going to add an awful lot of value to people listening today. So I really appreciate you coming on. So to introduce, Sue is a one-to-one mindset coach. And as I mentioned, a very close friend of mine. We met through a personal development group in Business Breakthrough, which is a group to expand your business. But I was very fortunate to meet many people like Sue amongst that. Sue is also a business owner of a business called Sugar Plum, which she can tell you a little bit about in a minute. And Sue has also had a fair amount of challenges in her life, but now she's using that to help empower people and also help them develop their own mindset as well as confidence. So that's a little bit about Sue, but I'll hand over to Sue to introduce herself a little bit more and tell you about her story. Yay, thank you so much. Great intro. Of course, we Johnny's my dearest friend, one of my besties, one of my homies. So <laughs> um, Johnny's right, actually. I have had a very, very stressful, challenging um, last couple of years. But before I get into that, let me give you a quick background to how I became a coach and how I found myself in this amazing space that is personal development. So a few years ago, I was a civil servant um, at central uh, government at quite a high uh, position. And initially I kind of liked being a civil servant, but over time I started to feel a lot of dissatisfaction within myself. I just wasn't happy, you know, I'm waking up I'm getting into Whitehall, into the office really, really early and the days would be so long, especially if there's like a parliamentary debate or there's a vote in the house and it's us civil servants that have to do the briefing for, for that particular minister. And I would find myself spending long, long, long hours essentially doing a job that I wasn't entirely pleased with. And at that time, my then teenage daughter had just reached that age of teenagehood, if you will. And so we went out on a shopping trip to try and buy her her first training bra. And we could not find anything that was age appropriate for her. She didn't like anything that she saw in the shop. And I didn't like anything that was um, available for her. And I definitely didn't want her buying um, her underwear from where perhaps I would buy from. And so I thought, okay, I can go online and I can find a age appropriate website that will have teenage underwear. And so did a quick search. The only places that we could really find were your standards um, shops. But again, they were all boring. So I decided to set up my own business, which is Sugar Plum. 
that Johnny mentioned. And yeah, it's been going really well, up and down, up and down. And initially when I started, I got overwhelmed because I fell into that trap, that whole mindset trap where I have to do everything all by myself. I'm going to wear all of the hats. And so when orders started to come in, I got overwhelmed and I just could not cope with all of the orders. And so I shut down um, the website, but at the same time, what was happening as I was setting up the business and growing the business, I was getting a lot of emails and requests from friends, family, and other people actually that just found me through um, my local business uh, enterprise because I got nominated for several business awards. And I found myself um, talking. And at that time, I didn't know that what I was doing was actually coaching. I had no idea that the process of me trying to help someone and add value and get them to step out of their comfort zone the way that I had to really pursue your dreams. I didn't realize that what I was doing was coaching. And then it was a close friend of mine who was a coach. And she actually said to me that you are so good just connecting with people, getting the best out of people, you should actually become a proper coach. And I was like, so can people actually build a life of business around coaching? Because my whole mind at that point was coaching was in the sports um, atmosphere, you know, sports arena. So when I heard the word coach, I automatically thought of, you know, your football coach or your gymnastics coach. It never really occurred to me that the act of actually adding value to someone, getting someone to find all of those hidden questions within themselves just by the act of asking really powerful questions is actually coaching. And so I went to um, Florida and I became a John Maxwell um, coach and just actually going through that whole process, it really ignited something that had always been inside of me, but I just didn't know it was there. And so I've come back and then as I started to build my coaching business and then I was hit with tragedy, my, um, my daughter that actually inspired me to set up Sugar Plum, the whole reason behind the brand, she had just graduated from, um, her university and she had just graduated with first class honours. She was only 22, her name was Geneva and she had gained admission into Imperial College to study her masters. And it was there that my husband and I found her dead in her halls of residence. She had actually taken her own life. And that came as a massive shock to me and to the rest of my family. A, because Geneva never displayed any kind of mental health issues. She was always a really super confident, bubbly young girl. And then for us to discover her dead with no warning. I mean, I don't think anyone really gets, is given any kind of warning when, um, when suicide is involved. But I feel from my journey and speaking to other families and those that have had suicidal thoughts and those that have gone through that whole process of grieving, I know that most oftentimes there has always been like a history of mental health challenges and that really wasn't the case for me. And so that whole process of losing my first child, and it was really sad because 
she had taken her own life just two weeks before her actual graduation ceremony. So we couldn't even um, attend her graduation ceremony. So it was going through that whole process, going through an inquest and going through the funeral. And I myself, as strong of a character and as strong of a person that I am, I myself found myself in a big black dark sunken uh, place. I was literally in an ocean of despair, drowning just from my grief and my sorrow. And in that moment, when I was, when I was in that space, I actually myself contemplated taking my own life because I just felt I cannot wake up every day and have my house filled with all of my family members and hear the sheer heart-wrenching sorrow, that deep foreboding grief that had literally just eclipsed what was once a super happy, fun, loving home had now suddenly just turned to this dark, desperate place. And I just felt I couldn't, I couldn't go through it. But in that moment, when I had those thoughts, I said to myself that, okay, this has happened. Now I've got two choices, right? I can either learn to deal with it and then become a shadow of myself and then throw away all of my dreams, all of my hopes and not be able to see the beauty and privilege in life. Or I can fight tooth and nail to try and fix myself where I am still able to pursue all of my dreams and try and be the best mum, sister, and all of the various hats that I, I wear on a day-to-day -day basis and become um, the best person that I can out of this. How can I now turn this negative into a positive? And I chose to confront all of these horrible emotions, which were all valid. You know, that's what I, that's what I keep saying to myself that, what I'm feeling is completely and utterly normal. There is no time limit in grief, particularly if you're a parent that has lost a child. And so I can't put, I can't say to myself, okay, I'm going to give myself X amount of weeks or X amount of months or X amount of years to feel better. If what I've got to set, I've got to set myself realistic goals. So if I can just get out of bed, that morning, then I've done something pretty awesome. You know, if, if my family are around and if they see me, I've Sue's been able to get up and she's trying to fix herself, then that actually gives permission to those around me who has also lost Geneva, that gives them the permission to try and heal. So it was by me literally forcing myself to heal through this horrible tragedy and then using what I have done to myself to help the clients that I serve now, because it's a fundamental truth. The longer we're alive in this world, we are going to face a lot of, difficult, a lot of difficulties in our lives. The, the aim, of course, is to be able to look at those challenges and not let them define you in that moment. It's okay to feel how you're feeling, but you don't now have to project that whole experience into your future you know it's it's happened let's deal with it and i and i always like to say to people that 
especially those that know that know Geneva or those that, that didn't know her, I, I will say that she was 22. So I she had 22 amazing years and there was more to her than this incident. She's not defined by this one moment. And so when I think of it in that respect, I know that just because I've lost a child to an awful illness, I'm not defined by that one moment. You know, my life can still go on, but I have to choose to make that decision to move forward with my life. And just because bad things happen, it doesn't, it's not, a, it's not necessarily a reflection on you, but it took a long time for me to get to that point because I had lost my own confidence as a parent and also as a coach, because I'm thinking, how can I coach someone when I couldn't even notice and coach my own child? But again, these are all the negative thoughts that fill up your mind when you are going through a really difficult, traumatic experience in your life. And one just has to say to themselves that, like I did, I would rather die trying to get up and do something positive than to stay in my current state of grief because it's way easier to, you know, to remain sad and negative. It's a lot harder to muster up all of that energy to try and fix yourself. So this is where we're at now. So, yeah. Well, thank you very much for sharing that very personal story and okay. some of those extremely valuable messages you just talked about there in terms of the mind, mindset and I'm always saying how much I admire you and kind of what value you give all, all the time to people it's very inspirational um so yeah obviously there's there's a few things I kind of picked up from there is obviously one of the the more serious notes that obviously want to share with people is and when it comes back to self-esteem but obviously also to mental health we it is not obvious when someone has that lack of self-esteem or a mental health struggle we people were shocked with how little, I mean, me personally, I used to have, and there's also, there's people out there and we're shocked um, mm -hmm. of just how much little self-esteem they have. So it's not always obvious. So, you know, that that's obviously an example, which a very tragic one, but thank you for yeah. sharing that one with us. No, but okay. There's also the, what you said about there, that about feeling the emotions when we're down and sometimes we try and, I think people try and blow it away and I've done, I was terrible with this myself, um, yeah. but I know other people I've helped um, just blowing, trying to get rid of these emotions. I don't want you. I want to feel good. And you know, you, you stress the importance of actually allowing yourself to feel the emotions, yeah. but at the same time, noticing they are not you, they're not yeah. you. So you're feeling a bit, you know, you're going to feel these negative emotions as such a setback and there's going to be, other instances in life like we might lose our job or we might Absolutely. get dumped we might have a divorce um many many other circumstances but it's important to feel those emotions but also then the third thing I sort of picked out from what you've said is that you actually have choices and we have more choice in our life than yeah. we think we do so it's about what we do going forward so um, I definitely resonated with all the messages you, you said there for obviously a very personal share that I completely admire you sharing. So thank you for that, Sue. Thank you. That's all right. So that's, that's you know, thank you. Very brave of you. Um, 
and obviously I can see how you're now using it to empower other people kind of using your own experience and I guess you kind of draw out some questions and new ways of thinking from them what are what are some of the maybe two three main challenges you kind of come across when you're working with clients or interacting with people would you say I think now especially because of what we're going through it's obviously COVID right it's this whole uncertainty and one of my um, clients her whole her whole mindset that had that drew her to me was the fact that it was the uncertainty and so what I said to her was that okay I get it you're uncertain you know what sometimes I am uncertain but guess what so is the prime minister and the global leaders, if you will. Everybody is uncertain because nobody can control what is going on. Love so that. if you're focusing all of your energies on something that you cannot control, you are getting yourself into a right to an eight. Okay, let me try and read. <laughs> in a right to oh. You're getting yourself into a right mess, if you will, okay? You're focusing on something that you cannot control and your energy and your mind would be better served if you focus on what you can control. What can we do today? What can you do today that will advance you forward to whatever your dreams are? If it's a job situation, if you don't know, if you're coming out of furlough, for example, and you don't know whether you're gonna have a job tomorrow, there's no point beating yourself up because that decision has already been made. But in the meantime, if, this, if the decision goes, goes for you or it goes against you, you still have absolute control over the entire situation because you can say to yourself that this is not happening to me, this is happening for me. How can you turn this negative situation into a positive? There are many opportunities. Maybe this could be the perfect time for you to explore all of your deep hidden ambitions and dreams and goals that you've suppressed all of these years because you've been stuck in a job for example so really and truly one of the main things that I, i'm dealing with is a lot of uncertainty mm. it's just Same. it's the whole idea of trying to control something that you can't control well in actual fact the thing the one thing that you can control is your mind and how you use it your mind can be an instrument of good or it can be an instrument of torture. I suggest everybody try and use their mind for an instrument of good. So, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, definitely can relate to the, the uncertainty one. And, um, um, it, you know, some people, you, someone might be listening and thinking, yeah, that, that's easier said than done. And as, as um, one of our favourites, Rob Dahl says, yeah, yeah. but like, so is anything. It's, you yeah. know, so easy, anything's easier said than done. But um you know it's just it's like constantly retraining your mind and focusing yeah. on what you're in control of and yeah. there's a, one thing I like to point people to personally just to share is um the, the circle of influence and concern and drawing up their own so it's like yeah. right what am I in control of and what am I not I'm reinforcing that habit over and over again absolutely absolutely they there is nobody that is that has not been adversely affected in this year However, those that come out of this year slightly better, more positive, they're the ones that have actively risen their level of awareness. 
they're the ones that have said to themselves whilst we've been on lockdown which is if you think about it, which is more or less the best part of this year mm. those that have said to themselves okay after you've watched you know one two three four box sets or you've been watched on netflix and now and right and now you've got to try and work from home if that whole process of you working from home has become a bit of a chore the real question you know one should ask themselves is this okay this is my life do you know what I mean? I've got one life. And if you and if you're giving like literally seven to eight hours of your life to an activity, irrespective of whether or not it's paying your bills, you're slowly dying anyway, because you're not you, you don't have no kind of life anyway that you're just existing. So actually, this whole year should really teach people that this is the precise moment where I can actually improve myself this is the precise moment that i can actually really figure out who i am because we live such incredibly busy lives we actually don't take time out to really understand who we are what it is that we actually want and i feel that a lot of the anxieties that people have felt during this um covid period is obviously it's still with work but it's but it's also is that whole aspect of being by yourself you know a lot of people don't actually like to spend time with themselves and it's that whole shock factor of like oh my gosh you know I'm actually by myself when in actual fact being by yourself is the best time for you to really discover who you are as a person what makes you happy are you giving your seven to eight hours in the right place for the right company you know not everybody is destined or not everybody wants to become an entrepreneur but there are some people that maybe they want to have a change of career well if that's the case then perhaps this period is a great time for you to explore that but uh, but because a lot of people don't have these internal deep meaningful conversations with themselves it's really awkward for them and so you know that's where a lot of anxiety is coming from and then of course it's to do and then of course it's your confidence you know you ain't feeling really great about yourself and that's and again that's again to do with the fact that we've all been to a certain degree me myself included a bit contaminated by social media, by everything that we see online. And it has an adverse effect on us. And, and unless you have a really strong mind, unless you know who you are, if you don't feel comfortable standing up in front of the mirror, first thing in the morning, when you ain't sorted yourself out and you're just standing there, looking yourself eye to eye, and if you can't speak words of love, you know, change your language, really speak, speak these positive words, then you don't know who you are. And it is going to feel uncomfortable. And that's, you know, and you are going to not have that level of confidence that you have, you know, that we should all have, essentially. So, yeah. Yeah, there's some it's really good shares there in terms of, and, and advice, obviously, of some of the things I, I too are certainly finding uh, people struggling with. And I, I yeah, just want to re-emphasize the message of what you were talking about, the mindset. You need to have a really strong mindset. In this day and age with social media and all the things that cover us, yeah. if we're not, I, I feel like if we're not constantly, from my perspective, training our own self-esteem and looking after ourselves and our mindset, you are going to be in trouble. Because there are so many things that are coming at you, left, right, and centre, comparisons, 
maybe bad news in the media and anything, if you are not training yourself every day to like you or working on liking yourself or discovering who you are, you are going to struggle. And that's the reality in my opinion. And that is, and exactly. And that is, that is the harsh reality because the thing is, there is no quick fix. And I think oftentimes when people are a little bit dismissive of the value that we add to our clients as coaches, it's simply because they're not prepared to put in the work. I did not arrive in this space now, two years after losing my first child overnight. I didn't wake up one morning and then suddenly I felt, yeah, I'm gonna restart my business. I'm gonna, you know, restart um, my coaching. But it didn't, it, none of this happened overnight. It, it is constant daily work. It's almost like having to take a super vitamin pill every day. Love that. The second, <laughs> yeah. And the set, you know, the day that I decide not to take my super positive vitamin pill, then of course I'm gonna, you know, something might happen and I might have a really shitty day. Oops, sorry. I might have a you know a really bad day. And when I have that really bad day, because I've not taken my positive power vitamin pill, it's then going to seep into tomorrow and then the next day. So personal development and working on yourself is a constant, you can't take a day off because, and especially because of how our mind and how our brain work, it's really super easy to slip back into old habits because these are all habits. That's all it is. It is all habits. If I don't, you know, train or eat healthy or be mindful with what I intake on a day-to-day basis, then I'm going to be like a big heifer, right? And that's the same thing with working on yourself with personal development. If you if you're not mindful with the content that you take in, if you're not reading, you know, really good, really great books, if you're not surrounding yourself with the right people, how on earth do you expect to see the roses or the potential within yourself if you're not feeding yourself with all of the great positive vibes? It's absolutely impossible. Totally, totally agree with that. That's a great message. And and I kind of I say to people, it doesn't have to be, we're not talking like hours of sitting down and meditating. Oh, we're not talking yeah. about two hours of reading a day. We're talking about little, little habits to do every day. And it's it's not just on days or oh, when I feel like it. And it's not just when I've got to a super, super low that I need to start doing that stuff. It's yeah. whatever you're feeling. It's just doing little things each day. So I'm so glad. I love what you said about the super vitamin pill. Um, yeah. And what you started talking about a little bit on the information we're feeding was a really good point because I was going to talk to you about that. Um, how, what advice do you tend to give to people around the information you take um, in terms of I think, or... um For me personally, the advice that I always like to give is there's loads of free useful content out there okay you are in a like all of us our generation right are in a unique position where we don't necessarily have to go to the library anymore to have access to really great information or content it's all out there you can subscribe to loads of blog posts yeah you can listen to amazing podcasts such as yours you can you know follow great accounts you know 
on Facebook, you can join lots of positive, positive groups. The information is out there. The difference is, is that more often than not, people like to follow shiny, blingy things, okay? And you, we've, you know, we've all got to take personal responsibility with the books. Again, there's so many really super cheap books. Like I think there's, um, I, I believe it's an app called Blinklist. Blinkish, yeah. Think, it's a good yeah, yeah, right, exactly. So, you know, if you think about, if you think about how much we spend on a day-to-day -day basis, right? Tally all of that up in a month. I'm pretty sure that if I were to go through the average person's budget that says they can't afford to subscribe to all Joe books or Blinklist, but they can they can afford to spend X, Y, and Z on this that actually isn't <laughs> really feeding your soul or adding that much value, you will definitely see the difference. So, you know, if you're not a book, a physical book person, then listen to an audio book. If you're not an audio book person, again, listen to a podcast. There, there's just so much great information. The personal industry, um, the personal, the, the art space that we're in now, it is, so, it has grown so much over the last, you know, four to, actually maybe the last, 10 to, 10 to 15 years, right? There's, and, and, and a lot more people are a lot more aware of personal development and what it means, you know? And I feel that when people feel, um, when people say, oh, I don't have the time, that's not true. Mm -hmm. And so, so when I'm giving advice, I always say that you can just start off small, right? Find a really great podcast or, if you ain't got if you ain't got good then invest in nice little motivational cards like that. So I always change my cards every morning when I'm in the office. There's just you know there there really isn't any excuse for not being able to take in great positive content that will actually make you stop and think. That will motivate you. And what you've got to remember, the content that you take in also forms the level of your mindset and your belief systems, okay? You take in great content, you start to believe that you can absolutely, 100% achieve greatness. But if you dip and dab, dip and dab here, there and everywhere, you're never ever gonna, you're never gonna store up enough of the information, the positivity to really get you to take action, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just, it's a reoccurring like pattern going into your head. So yeah, you know, me and Tony, you tag out every day. <laughs> yeah, you've got, you have to literally brainwash yourself. You have to, because, you know, it has taken a long time for each of us to feel and think a certain type of way, right? It's taken years to get us to where, to how we think, not you and I, but those that are not as advanced in terms of their personal development or their or their mindset so if it's taking such a long time due to nurturing our environment the friends we hang around with our job situation why do we think that overnight just by reading one book or listening to one podcast show or watching a great youtube channel we're suddenly going to change all of these habits it is constant it's, it will be like this till the end of time, you know, mm. if we choose it to be. 
that's all it is. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's an ongoing process and we can never, Absolutely. you know, we never hit an end point. So, yeah, I mean, I hang, like I said, I sort of hang out with Tony Robbins every day and Tony Robbins doesn't know who I am, but yeah, I've, exactly. I've got Tony Robbins talking to me every day as opposed to the news talking to me every day. It's yeah, exactly. And that is a conscious choice that you've made. And look how brilliant you are for it, though. Do you know what I mean? Thank you. You're I didn't pay to say that to everybody. <laughs> because it's true. Oh, thank you. But yeah, we're making, a, we're making, yeah, no, that's a very good point Sue's making about, um, you know, you consciously, you need to look at your habits every day and inform yeah. you. They don't need to be these massive long ones. They're just like little things you're doing and self-awareness plays a good factor into that, what's good for you. Um, so, yeah. And it kind of leads me on a little bit to um, what I talked about then a little, we were talking about then a little bit is like what you're listening to. And it's kind of almost like you're hanging out with, um, you know, someone, but generally kind of the people you talk to, obviously we talk to each other and like sort of groups, how much of an impact has it been for you hanging out with new people in your life? Oh, it's been massive. Um, I think I said this to you uh, the other day that actually it's been a fair minute since I've spoken to any of my girlfriends. Like literally, it has been a good a good while, and it's not because it's not because of anything, but because I can see the growth in me and how and who I've now become. I actually just haven't got that much time just to talk idly I mean I still got a couple of my girlfriends that are actually on the same sort of you know they're they're super focused mm. they know what they're doing and it's just not about us just constantly every Friday Saturday going out and that so I have you know I've got girlfriends that are like me super focused they've got their businesses but on the other the other side because I've increased or I've leveled up because I honestly I honestly felt that I was the smartest person in my group and I didn't want to be that person anymore I want to be in a room with other people that are smarter than me so being able to actually level up my friend my friendship group so I've got you we've got our little um our little uh, business group I've got other people that I've connected through coaching it's just it's just um my life just feels a lot more fulfilled and more exciting because I'm seeing each each um, each of us progress and I like that you know what I mean no one is staying the same the way they were before and because there's a massive change in me it's had an effect on my siblings my cousins and you know my family as well because now everyone is just thinking differently whereas uh, whereas before it was oh let's blame the government or oh, woe is me now everyone suddenly starts to think okay what choices can I make now? You know, what can I do differently? What can I, what can I do in this moment to change my current situation? And that would never have happened had I not have leveled up myself and changed my circle of friends. You know what they say? You hang around with uh, 10 losers, okay? You're, you know, you're gonna be loser number nine. You hang around with uh, 
10 million is, then chances are you are going to be millionaire number nine. Okay. You are the average of the five people you hang around with. So if, so if that's the case, why wouldn't you want to surround yourself and just immerse yourself with people, with like-minded people where you can still have a giggle. We can still have a laugh. We can still share, you know, share stories and share um our, t our business tactics or you know what we're struggling with not just in not just on the business front but also on the personal front why wouldn't you want to have that whole wholesome rounded um relationships in your life as opposed to just i don't know just doing stuff if you will as i said i've still got i've still got my girlfriends that i still meet but i know that my circle has shrunk because i realized that there were I did, I did have girls in my life that really, no matter what, they just weren't on that same level. And the ones that I've kept with me, they've always been in that level with me and I can still have a laugh and still do all of the great things, but it's, it's, not, it's not, oh, let's just do the same thing. No one is not thinking about how can we move forward next year? What are your plans and goals as opposed to just waking up every day and now we don't know what we're doing. It's just, it's ridiculous. Life is too short just to, you know, wake up and be aimless, if you will. You've got, you've got to want to strive for something and it's got to be, it's got to be enjoyable. But at the same time, you want a good set of people around you that can, that can still keep you grounded. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose like you, you've kind of said you've got, still you've, you've got like those close people uh, some of your yeah. close people in your life obviously yeah. and some people think it might be thinking sometimes think oh well I can't just cut out some people and it's like no you can't just cut out some people from your life but I suppose what you you've been saying a little bit is you're focusing a lot of time and energy with people who are going to who you're going to help but they're also going to help you as well and Absolutely. on the same level yeah. but you you've obviously still got the close people in your life as well yeah. but no that's but yeah exactly so you know when when people say, oh, I can't change my friendship group and all the rest of it, I really do believe it's a, a detachment, it's a separation anxiety for all of the wrong reasons. Because oftentimes when we develop relationships, okay, especially when you get older, we're not, you know, we're, we're not flipping 15 year olds here, okay? When we get older, the, 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 the lifelong relationships that we really hold on to, they have proven themselves over a sustained period of time. Even when you argue with your friends, okay, they're not arguments that are deal breakers. When you're able to say, okay, I've got this group of people, because there's a difference between having people on your phone, acquaintances and hi, hi, hello, versus real confidants, people that you can really open up, you know, like if, if you've got friends, like I've got my, some of my girlfriends I went to university with, okay? And so they're like, they're my day one chicks, if you will. And I, and just because I'm on a different journey in my life, it doesn't detract from the fact that they are still super, super great, great girls. However, I did have, and um, a section of friends that I knew good and well that I, I couldn't call them if I needed any kind of like support or if you know if, if I needed to open up to them they they just weren't in they didn't meet my friendship criteria if you will and 
I met them either through a mutual friend or we just happened to know each other. But ultimately, it, I didn't feel like I had lost anything. I didn't miss them. So if I don't speak to you for an extended period of time and I'm not missing our interaction, then we actually, we're not really that, we're not really close friends. However, with my other group of friends, if I don't speak to you for an extended period of time, I miss that interaction and vice versa. They're reaching out. Oh, Sue, not, you know, I've not heard anything from you. You're right, the kid's okay, is everything okay? Then, you know, they, they, they reach out and we reach out. So I think it's different. You have to be able to ask yourself, if, is this group of friends, are they really bona fide friends? Can I honestly pick up my phone and be open and honest with them? If I needed money, can, are these the people that I can run to? Can they keep my secret? Can they themselves keep a secret? You know, what are they like and vice versa? And if the answer to these questions are no, then it's not a problem for you to say, okay, yeah, we've outgrown ourselves because that's the thing. It's okay to outgrow certain people. That's what life is. It's not a bad thing. Sometimes we do just outgrow certain things, the things that we, we used to like doing just because, you know, now we've, our interests and our interests have changed. That's again, that's not a bad thing. So it's not a bad thing to detach yourself away from certain people if it fits your new path, if you will. If you discover that actually having these people in my life is detrimental to me being the person that I now want to be with, you know? So like, if you've got some, if you're recovering from something, you don't want to be around that group of people, if you've just come out of prison, you don't want to be around the same group of people that led you to prison in the first place. Mm. That's ridiculous, you know, they're not friends, are they? So yeah, I think it really all depends on, you know, what your friendship group was like in the beginning and where you find yourself now. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and I think you've given some, some really good thoughts there to think about, for people to think in their own awareness, right, is this person I'm hanging out with right for me? Is this, this helping me? Um, who, who perhaps do I want to be around a bit more? Um, so these are some really good thoughts. So thank you, Sue. Um, as, we, as we're kind of um, running towards the end, I just wanted to get your, if you can, think of your top three tips for people to improve their mindset. What would you say? I know there's quite a lot and you've got bolts of knowledge, but what would your top three be? Top three. Okay, number one, which I mentioned earlier on, is uh, monitor and adjust your language. I think, you know, it's really important. We are constantly mindful of how we speak to ourselves. We are the most important person we will have a conversation with throughout the day. So you've got to watch what you speak to yourself, you know? You, the, the words we say to ourselves, we would never tell a loved one. You would never tell your friend, your sister, your partner that, oh my gosh, you're, you're useless. I can't believe, you know, you've done this. I'm not worthy enough. Why would you even want to try and do that? Like, seriously, stop it. This is not for you. You're, you're punching above your weight here. But yeah, the, these are the sort of words that we say to ourselves. So you have to be extremely mindful. Be kind to yourself. You know, 
we are all we've got like literally this is it you know you are all you've got i am all i've got so why would i tear myself down how can you cultivate any kind of positivity if you're constantly tearing the one person that needs it the most i.e you so monitor and adjust your language towards yourself be kind to yourself you spend an awful lot of time with yourself so you know, it's, it's, that's always i'm always saying as well you spend an awful lot of time with you uh so it's probably quite a good idea to get on with yourself yeah. but we, we don't think like that so that's a yeah. great point to remind people thank you for that one um and uh number two i would say focus focus on what you can control okay the past is the past let it go and i say that from my experience with losing Geneva, look, I can't ever bring her back. And if crying had such power as it does when you're actually crying, if it could resurrect her, then she'd be stood here next to me. I can't control what's happened. I can't go back in the past. There is absolutely no point for anybody. And I'm not saying, you know, you know, my story of grief doesn't have to be anybody else's story. But what is really important is that when you are faced with any kind of challenges is not to beat yourself up. It's happened. It's in the past. You can grow and learn from it. What you can control is your present and whatever whatever you're going through you do not have to project that circumstance that experience into your future it's in the past for a reason leave it there i mean feel how you want to feel you know have your moment but don't stay in the moment for too long move come back manage your emotions and come back to the present and do what ever it takes for you to advance yourself forward little steps one day at a time that's all I'm asking for little steps one day at a time so yeah brilliant love that step in terms of focusing on what you can control rather than you can't it's another great one and then the third one which I think is which is what we touched on earlier on is well actually it goes back to um, monitoring your language but also it's daily affirmations the reason why people don't think affirmations work is because they don't do them often. They feel uncomfortable. If you want your affirmations to work, stand in the mirror first thing in the morning and look at yourself eye to eye. Get to know yourself and speak the words. Believe what it is you are saying to yourself as you look at yourself in the mirror. You do that consistently for a month. I promise anyone you will start to feel a lot different because you've got to manifest what you want for yourself and so daily affirmations whether you're saying to yourself I love you I'm confident I can do this or I want to do x y and z Rep repeating those words because you've got to brainwash yourself right in a good yeah. way so if you're doing this on a day-to-day -day basis over for a month you will start to feel better about yourself and you're and that is how you get to then fix your mindset and that's how you move from a fixed mindset over to a growth mindset 
So yeah, and I love that. Really putting the meaning into it, like you're believing it. So yeah, I mean, in the, I mean, my neighbours think I'm mental, so I'm like shacking. I'm unshakably confident, like that. For That's example, what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what? Commit. Go all in. Don't do it half-hearted. Believe what you're saying. Do it because, again, as you know, as we've said, this is your life. And it's incumbent upon you to do whatever you can to enrich your life, to improve your life. Whatever success means to you, you owe it to yourself to at least try, you know, try. Do something for crying out loud, you know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, love that advice. The walls are shaky. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's uh, no brilliant advice with the uh, putting meanings behind it, not just saying the words. Absolutely. Yeah. So some really, really insightful points today, Sue, and I really value your time for coming on. So thank, thank you. you so much. No, thank you for having me. Of course. Um, so just just so we can find you, what is the best place to find you uh, that you want to share? I know you've got your your podcast and you've got your your pages. So yeah. So. Um, you can find me on Instagram at uh, SG Consultancy. Um, my podcast, the Mindset Transformation Podcast, and you can find me on LinkedIn, Sue Guglieri. I know you're going to uh, actually, I'm, and I'm sure Johnny's going to leave all of the links. <laughs> Just about to say that, yes. <laughs> yeah, because I always start doing the phonetic alphabet, trying to spell my long Italian name, but yeah, so. Uh, Instagram, SG Consultancy, um, LinkedIn, Sue Guglieri, uh, Facebook, Meet Sue Guglieri. But Johnny will leave all of the information. Oh, and of course, the podcast, which is the Mindset Transformation Podcast Show. Of course. Yeah, we'll be definitely leaving it in the description for you to find Sue because you've got so much valuable information and such an inspirational person to follow. So we'll, I'll, of course, be leaving that. So um yeah so thank you very much once again sue for being on today and providing so much good insight and yeah we'll talk again shortly thank you absolutely thank you so much for having me on your show love you